This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here to share with you how to beta read one writer's version. Now, I almost entitled this beta reading for fun and profit, but I don't usually profit, at least not monetarily. I mean, I get stories. I do a fair amount of beta reading and or critiquing. One can argue that beta reading is commenting as a reader where a critique is focused on craft level commentary, but honestly, I do both. So I'm not really gonna break them out for the purposes of this post. I read queries, obviously, synopses, short stories, essays, blog posts, and of course, novels. I've even been known to critique a nonfiction article and the recipient claimed that my maybe excessive feedback was very useful, although frustrating because they believed they were closer to done than that, but I digress. I beta read for people in the writing groups that I participate in, um, people who have beta read for me and for family members, or people who submit a query for critique to my query corner at morgan.s.hazelwood at gmail.com. Check out that plug. Um, so anyway, you'd probably think that my beta reader follows the survey that I send to my own beta readers. You'll see that link below as well. And you would be wrong, <laughs> completely wrong. I follow it about as much as my own beta readers do. Now, I use it as a guideline and I generally keep the concepts in my head, but unless specifically asked, my commentary tends to go a bit sideways. That said, what does Morgan's beta reading feedback look like? Well, first off, a confession. I cannot skip line edits. Okay, that's probably a lie if, and only if, I'm sending a single paragraph of feedback after reading like a short story or a partial. I can usually restrain myself and just give an overall impression. But if I'm going line by line and putting commentary in, you're gonna get at least a couple grammar edits, word choice suggestions, and for right or for wrong, some comma movement. Delete that one here, add one there. It happens. Secondly, I will tell you when my eyes glaze over. I am predominantly plot driven or emotional journey driven. I want to know what is happening to the main characters, what they're feeling about it, and what they're going to do next. If you dwell on backstory or elaborate descriptions, or even if you fling too much action at me scene after scene, I'm going to toss in a note saying something. Now, I try to be kind and reasonable, especially if it's well written, but you're going to see something like, can you filter in what she's doing or feeling during this? Action filtered into description or backstory helps move the story. Literally. Emotional process during action helps slow the story so that the reader can process it along with the main character. Did you ever see Matrix 2? I was on the edge of my seat for the first 10 minutes. By about minute 15, I was starting to lean back. There's only so much on the edge of your seat action 
that a reader can stick along with. You, you really have to let them process before moving on to the next intense action. Now, I understand pacing is tricky. It's so hard. And this is me wanting to help as much as possible. So next up, three, I will point out inconsistencies, whether it be from you changing your mind midway through the story or from edits where you changed most things but missed this one sentence here. I will let you know when there's inconsistencies or things that you didn't mention earlier and reference back to. We've all done it, I know I do. It happens. Um, another thing I will point out in your story is when you break my suspension of disbelief. If a character starts acting inconsistently or wolves show up in lion territory, I'll say something. If something or someone doesn't fit my view of your world, I'll let you know. It's up to you to delete it, change it, or set it up better so it fits. So even if I don't expect it, it doesn't feel out of place. Next up, after all that critique, I will also applaud well-phrased sentences. Be it description, dialogue, or narration, a clever turn of phrase or beautiful imagery will get a shout out from me. I don't just berate novels. I like to let you know what I'm enjoying and what works. Speaking of, that brings me to number six, my final thing that I typically give feedback on. I will start talking to your characters. If you're writing fiction or even a good narration in nonfiction, I have a low bar for getting sucked into stories and swept away by characters. I will start cheering for your characters, putting in guesses about untold backstory and future plot points, both for me to find out if I'm right and for you to see what sort of thoughts your setup inspired. Is this what you were going for or not? And if I stop putting in edits and start just commenting on your characters and plot, you've got 100% buy-in from me. Your story, my friend, is working. Now, my questionnaire has more than six points on it, and sometimes I even remember to summarize my feelings on plot, pacing, and characterization at the end of each chapter. But in general, this is how I edit, line by line, as inspiration strikes me. Plus, I'm plot-driven. Once I start, it's unusual for me to take more than three days to get through a piece, unless I don't get time in the evening to sit down in front of my computer, be it work or travel. And that's it. That's how Morgan beta reads. Do you have other techniques you use to beta read? Is there something I should be doing that I'm not? Let me know in the comments below. And as always, feel free to subscribe. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.